before I even start, Caroline did not tell me she was sending me like a Sherman tank, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? A resume, huh? Yeah, right? I was like, whoa, yeah, exactly. But honestly, uh, welcome to the Tragedy Academy, a show created to bridge societal divides in a judgment-free zone using candor and humor. My name is Jay, and I am joined today by special guest Billy Flex Henderson. How are you doing, Billy? Doing all right, man. Feeling good. Feeling good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Billy is known for quite a few different backgrounds. And what I'd like to do before we even um, get into any questions is give you an opportunity to introduce yourself, tell us where you're from, and then uh, we'll kind of get going from there. Okay. My name is Billy Henderson. I'm from uh, St. Florida. Um, I played football uh, growing up, real big uh, sports uh, kid, uh, athletic. I went to a local high school, put on sport high school from there. Uh, played multi uh, sports there, wrestling, uh, track, and football was my first love. So I did uh, really well in football. I did so well that I ended up getting a uh, full scholarship to University of South Florida. Nice. Yep. And um, what position did you? I play? was a running back. You were a running back. I was my a running God. Back. You, you're back. too young for this, probably, but you you have that build of like Dave Meggett. <laughs> yeah, I remember him from the, from Dave the, from the, from the New York Giants. Yes, Number one of my favorite dudes. Yeah, you yeah. got that Dave Meggett look. Like he's just gonna <laughs> break people at the hips going through. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't that be coming up. I think I was like maybe 180 pounds going to my first year at USF. That's so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, and, and you know when I got there, we ran a type of offense to where <clears throat> you had to be a bigger back. Because you had to block, mm. and I and I wasn't really that great at blocking. I was good at give me the ball and me run it. You know what I mean? I hear you, man. The way I grew up, <laughs> all we did was throw a ball to each other and try to get away from each other. That kill, was the old kill a game. Carrier. Kill yes. a carrier. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely familiar with that. Played a lot of that. But uh, yeah, um, so when I was at USF, I played. I didn't see too much playing time um, because of that, and then I had um, a lot of injuries. Mm. A little nagging injuries that kind of, you know, uh, held me back. But anyway, it was it was a good experience. Made a lot of friends. Uh, I ended up getting my uh, bachelor's in communication. Uh, graduated early. Um, I ended up transferring to uh, my last year. I didn't mm -hmm. play because uh, I, I had hurt my knee. I had a, suffered mm -hmm. a uh, knee injury. And when I came back, me and the coach didn't see eye to eye. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, you know what? Let me just try to find another school to go to. Call one of my buddies up at... Uh, Delaware State University. They was looking for players. So oh, it, was, wow. it was the perfect situation. Well, perfect I mean, it's not a big state. It's, it's yeah. definitely <laughs> I, I, remember, yeah. I remember the first time I went there and I was like, this is it? Yeah. That's the whole thing? That's it. They think that's what sales tax, though. Man, that's, that's one of the good things about living there. That's one of the good things about living there is uh, no sales tax. Uh, St. Pete to Delaware. What a culture shock, man. man it was definitely different. <laughs> you know... <laughs> I even tell my buddy, because he say, so what's the difference between University of South Florida and Delaware State? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I say. I say, man, you want me to sugarcoat it or you want me to be honest with you? Was this person from Florida? Yeah. Okay. Florida. Man, they should know. Well, because Florida is just Florida. It doesn't match anything. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's, but even speaking of Football terms. I told him, I say, man, listen, I'm going to give you an example. I say, man, at USF, before practice, I can go ask the equipment manager for a new pair of gloves and cleats and they're going to give it to me. No questions asked. 
when I was at Delaware, when I go ask the equipment manager for gloves and cleats, they'd be looking like, ah, uh, nah. Mm. No, we don't have that. You have what you have. <laughs> the funding it, is a little different yeah, it's a little in Delaware. Different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you get the, you know, when I was at USF, I was getting that five-star treatment. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, you know, USF back then, I think when I left, we was in uh, Conference USA, which nice. is a smaller conference, but it's still Division One football. Right. Delaware State University was 1AA, HBCU, oh. so it was a level down. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to explain, not even from a financial standpoint that it was different, but it was different as far as game speed. At the Division One level, the speed of how people move is quicker. It's it's like people. I believe it's it. going for missiles. Like you, uh, you know, you run and you see people just darting across you. And when I got the one double eight, everything kind of slowed down a little bit. It was different. So kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. They get to yeah. contemplate your jukes and jocks. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's <laughs> you're gonna be a little bit. slower. You know what though? You bring up a good point. D one athlete. Versus what you just explained. Exactly. There's nothing saying that that person isn't an amazing athlete that's at the lower division. However, we have to recognize the fact that when you start getting to D1, there's a reason why your coach will tell you, you better not be preparing for the NFL only. Because there's about a 0.01% chance you're going to get in there because of people like Pierre Paul doing 25 back handsprings in a row at 300 plus pounds or whatever he was, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have humans like that doing things on the field, no, I don't belong around there. Like, I don't even get to, like, flag football. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a different ball game at that level. And you, you said it best. You summarized it best, man. You know, those guys are athletes. They can run just as fast as you. They're strong. They tall, they long, you know, they got all the attributes of a little speedy guy and you know, a big giant, you know. It's, They're it's different. big dudes. Yeah, yeah. The NFL, like, you can't really take in the size until you're standing next to one of these humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, for the love of God, you're from a different species. Dinosaurs do exist. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. that, man. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. So, young man playing football, get the uh, privilege of playing college or yep. playing at the college level. From there, you have your injuries. You get your knee injury. You go to Delaware. Yep. You got your degree in communications. Mm-hmm. Where does Billy go then? So, <clears throat> I transferred to Dale State. It was a perfect situation. I was still hurt, by the way. I was still hurt, but they was in need of people. So, I went, and they say, hey, Billy, you come, we'll pay for your master's degree. So I'm like, okay, cool. Right you know, on. I'm, I, I called my mom, hey, mom, I'm, I'm going to Dale State. You know, I'm, I'm leaving. She was just like, okay, you know, be safe or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I, I put my stuff in my car and I go. When I get there, it kind of wasn't what I was expecting, kind of, but still grateful. I'm not going to complain. I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. you know, I, because the way I look at it, everything happens for a reason, you know? I went there. I didn't play because I still was hurt. I played more towards the end of the season. I think I had like three touchdowns and maybe 300 yards. That's 300 yards (laughs) and three more touchdowns than I'll ever have. So (laughs) congratulations, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a testament to the fact that you came off of a knee injury to be able to move that way because what people don't realize is that you have to trust 
yourself again. Yeah. You've got to trust your joint again. Mm -hmm. You've got to give in to whether or not you're willing to let it happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I was timid for a, a while. Mm -hmm. Like you say, you got to trust yourself. And you really don't want people touching your leg, man. You no. do everything you can. Hey, man, get away from my leg. You try to shift. And you kind of overcompensate, man, which can kind of hurt you a little bit because you, like you say, the, man, the you, left, you, the left leaning running yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, we're all that's left posts. Yeah, all left yeah, everything. that's it, man. They're away from this leg, man. I don't care what y'all do, I'm, man. I'm so, with you, man. I've had two right hip surgeries and four right ankle oh, surgeries, yeah, man. They're yeah. My wheels are tired. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to make the most. You got to make. You got to make the most out of. Uh, 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 what you what you have, I, I guess, given the situation, if you you injured, so you do the best you can. So. Absolutely, just create yeah. a new baseline and live life happy from there. And that's it. Be happy every day. Don't worry that. about what's gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are you gonna do with it? Yeah. Dog loses his leg. What does he do? He runs off with three. Yeah. yeah he doesn't that's sit true. around waiting for his Man, fourth leg so, to come back. That's so true. He 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 know how to take what's tragic. You you don't have to write a book. Man, man, like. Literally, a movie, a documentary, yeah. uh, might have an eating disorder, might have, you know, a drug problem, could be the greatest speaker ever, whatever it is. But that leg or arm or even your pinky finger is yep. going to change the course of a human's life like nobody's business. Dog, <laughs> where's the kibble and the rope? <laughs> like, that's it. Like, there's something to be said for yeah. that. Yeah. Which that's one's true. mentally ill? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I met a guy in the gym. Last week, I'm not gonna say his name, but a real nice guy, man. And um, we met because he was he was on one bench, and I was on another bench. We both pushing heavy weight. He looking at me, I'm looking at him. So he uh, put a little bit more, I put a little bit. So we kind of go like back that. and forth or for whatever. And then uh, I got to a point to where he was kind of because he got there before me, so he already kind of was going where I was going. And I went over to him. I said, "Hey, you mind if I just start working out with you, man? Because I don't want to keep." You know, putting them away or whatever. He was just, hey, sure, man, come on over. So we got to talking, but make a long story short, he kind of, we, we kind of stopped talking and got a little bit more uh, personal. And he he lost his son. He said he mm. lost his son about two years ago, and his son was artistic. His son was artistic. And he said, you know, the thing about it is, he said, uh, I believe that my son came here to show me how to live life. And he said it from a, the 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 reference and speaking of how he was as a as a child. He said, "You know, I can yell at him, and he and he may be sad just for a second, but he just so happy. He's smiling, and you can't get him off his high horse for nothing in the world." Autism, I think, honestly, has its advantages in evolution and may actually exist in certain forms. Because it's a way to get rid of the mental illnesses that we have or block them off. I feel like in evolution, we get these ways of disconnecting from emotion or from people where it's not something that they have to carry. Yeah. Like, I, I, autistic people will cut you off. If you are not in, on their wavelength, you're not going to be around them. Yeah. You, yeah. You're, you're not. Yeah. This is their situation. So you're either in the party or you're not. Man, I'm telling you. And But we don't do that. We'll yeah. walk into any situation and force ourselves to be different and be a, a you know, a different character, 
a different being altogether just to stay within that pot of different culture or whatever mm-hmm. it is. No, you're right. Whether we want to be there it's, or not. Yeah. Autistic person. Nah. Yeah. I'm good. You're good. Like, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Um, ADHD is yeah. kind of the same, same way too. Yeah. A little bit of time blindness, things Agreed. like that. Agree. It's kind of how it all comes together. So what does Billy do with this communication degree? Because by the way, you got a voice, <laughs> like your smooth, smooth voice. So you must have had some mic time in there when you're doing your well, communications. I haven't really done too much with it. You know, okay. I, 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 the most I, I have a business okay. degree. Do you think I'm doing anything? <laughs> <laughs> but listen, it, it has came in handy in the sense of speeding, speeding up, fast forwarding. So I was a cop at St. Pete for seven years. Mm. And in that type of job, it's not, people think it's, it's the big, it's the gun you carry mm. or it's the badge. But it's not. Your biggest weapon is your mouth and being able to communicate. Being able to convey a message across where you can, where people can understand. You know, because the cops show up and people, a lot of people don't like cops. And I know that I keep that in the back of my mind. But a lot of times you can smooth things over from how you say it. You know? And just take the time out just to explain stuff to people. You understand what I'm saying? And I like to look at that type of job as, hey, listen, I'm just a social worker with a gun. And sometimes people got to go to jail. Not all the time, because it's not always the answer. Mm-hmm. Just sometimes. And it's just, it's just part of the business. Nothing personal. But if, if you break the law, then I got to enforce it. We came together as a group and we made a set of rules that said, in order to live in this area, you have to meet these societal constraints or you have mm-hmm. to conduct yourself in an orderly manner, whatever it might be. I was a military police officer, and uh, I can tell you I've stood in those situations all the same. So you know. (laughs) Um, Absolutely understand it. But you are right. If I had the opportunity to speak to myself as a young man, given that responsibility of a gun Mm -hmm. and a vest and authority and a car and the rights of humans in my hands Mm -hmm. without having any bias being able to remove implicit bias, weird things like that. If mm-hmm. I could talk to my child self or my young self, I would say it is about communication. And that if you go into something looking for something, you will find something mm-hmm. every single time. So if I go into a situation angry, ready to arrest, ready to dominate the situation and get it in control, mm-hmm. then that's what's going to happen. Yeah. If I walk in there and I just look people in the eyes and hear them, listen to who they are, what they're going through, empathize with their feelings, not necessarily the situation, because you're not going to have the same situation, but you know what it feels like to cry. Mm -hmm. You know what it feels like to spit fire angry, Mm -hmm. right? We know what it's like, all those things. That's what you have to relate to. As a police officer, I feel like we've forced a powder keg of a situation where these men and women are put in and out of PTSD situations, non-rotated, over and over exposure Mm -hmm. to people in nefarious situations or emergency situations or dire straits, whatever it is, that we expect them to maintain the same level of mental health and wherewithal and not become bias in scenarios Mm -hmm. or take on certain tendencies 
or maybe even fear coverings, yeah. right? I can tell you 99% of, no, I'm not going to say that definitive, 90%. 90% of the videos I've seen where there's a police shooting, mm-hmm. I swear to God, they're always scared. Yeah. Every cop I yeah. see pull the trigger in these videos is in fear. Yeah. If you are pulling a trigger in fear, the situation's already fucked. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, and I can't say, I've I never been in a situation where I had to do anything like that, but I have been in a situation where things could have got ugly. And it, yeah, it's a level of, of, of fear involved because at the end of the day, you know, any person that has a rational mind and thinking and it's a human being doesn't want to take another human being life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, uh, man, that's, that's, that's on a whole nother level when a cop has to do that. But going back to what you said, I, I, I think people forget that cops are human beings and that we have emotions mm-hmm. and they don't realize that day after day, you know, we and, and cops are seeing bad things mm-hmm. all the time. Like nobody is calling the cops to say, hey, emergency services across yeah, the board. Not one one responding. Nobody, no, nobody's calling on a daily basis and say, hey, yeah. Officer Smiths, you're doing a great job. That's great. <laughs> normally, we need a top on be, that line. Yeah, normally it'd be F the cops, man. Imagine hearing that all day and you, you know, people don't want you. You you hate it. As soon as you show up, you oh <sighs> man, who call the who call the cops? And people looking around, you know. <laughs> I blame lack of education. I think empowerment, emboldenment to the wrong mindsets. The, the younger years or the, the years of like the 80s, the 90s, yeah. 2000s, where it was fostered that, you know, a cop would be the punisher, the yeah. person that would come in and write the situation and do all this shit. Dude, that's a Gestapo. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. You're literally <laughs> just another citizen standing next to a citizen, yeah. and you're supposed to be helping enforce the rules. Serving and protect. That's it. Protect and serve, yeah, man. Yeah, protect yeah, and protect serve. And serve. Yeah, exactly. So you, uh, you serve as a police officer for seven years in St. Pete. Yes. From there, where do you end up, Billy? Okay. So from there... <clears throat> Because we're uh, building up to something yeah, really yeah, interesting. <laughs> I'm trying to skip nothing. Um, well, okay, so going back, I, I missed this. So before I became a cop, I, I spent a little time in the Navy. I, I was a hospital corpsman and did that for a little while. So I Thank had you that for your service. Yes, you're welcome. And when I got out, I did the whole cop thing. But speeding past that. Like, like most military men. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first place they sell us when we leave. I'm telling you, man. It's like, it's. <laughs> It lines up. You can just transition right on in. So mm-hmm. it was it was an easy transition for me. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't tough at all. Um, I ended up leaving the police department mm-hmm. because from what I was doing, I had to make a decision. Like I I felt like I couldn't do about. I I felt like I couldn't do what I'm about to explain in a minute, which mm-hmm. was obviously help Cuban athletes. That was, I'm trying to think of a special way to say it, but in so many words, I, 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 I couldn't have done both. I couldn't have 
held on a full-time job as a law enforcement officer and do my job effectively and also aid and help Cubans defect. Look around the studio, my friend. <laughs> you're either all in or you're not. That's it. And the only time that you're actually going to accomplish something yep. is when you use action at its fullest pace. If you're designed as a human to give back, yep. which we all are, and you pursue that passion with all your heart and all of your intent, yeah. shit's going to work out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck being a cop. That's in the <laughs> rearview mirror. But I bet the military... The police work all gave you or gave you so many skills that you're about to explain in this new job that you were taking on. Yeah. So with that being said, you know, as especially like the military was the, the foundation of everything what I'm about to get into. You know, the military, you was in there. Thank you for your service. Yeah. You know, in the military, the first thing you learn, or the first thing I remember learning and they instilling and beating in my head was pay attention to details. Mm. Pay attention to details. The small little things is what's going to matter when it comes to the big things. So that was like the foundation. Of, that was one of the things that stuck with me. Situational and, awareness, yep. mindfulness, yep. taking things in. 99% of humans sit in a room and they live inside their head. They don't yep. live inside the room they're actually in. Exactly. They're not looking around. They're living in the past or the future inside their mind. Yeah. They have no idea you're standing there looking them right in the eyes yeah. while they're sitting there looking behind their own. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. So that's one of the things that stuck with me <clears throat> uh, from, the, from, the, from the military. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, you know, from there you learn discipline. And you learn how to work together. You know, when I was in the military, I was um, I was the platoon leader in the military. So I had 88 men in my in my. It's players. a lot of responsibility, man. I'm telling you, it's a lot of responsibility, mm -hmm. and I ain't have a choice but to do it. They basically told me you're being voluntold in so many words. So I said, okay, okay, and so I learned. I felt like I was already leader already coming into the military because I had played football. I've been on teams, so I already knew how to work together. But that really put me... Another transition. Those are all natural. Yeah. It really put me in, 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 in a role that I already kind of was displaying from my athletic background, but it put me in a very front and center because I felt like, and they even told me, if everybody's going to make it through this, then you guys have to work together. So you got you to figure out how to make this thing work. Adapt and overcome. Exactly. Every single time. That's what There it is. is no other option. Whereas yep. other people will fall into the fetal. Yeah. You are not given that option. Yep. You must stand yep. and eliminate all options until you find the correct one and go. And sometimes you don't even have that. You've just got to go on intuition alone yep. and just keep trying. trying. Yep. It ain't no plan B. No. It ain't, it, 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 there is only plan A. That's it. It ain't no plan B. And ain't nobody coming to save you. That's what they told me and now. Ain't nobody <laughs> coming to save you. If you think somebody coming to save you ain't here, oh man, <laughs> you ain't going to get out of here. You ain't going to get out of here. You ain't. That's you ain't. You ain't. But, <clears throat> now speeding up to the future, so, as you read, and you know, uh, for the past 10 years, I helped probably like 30 or 40 boys 
defect from Cuba in different capacities. That's amazing. Yeah. Why Cuba? Well, okay, so Cuba, as you know, well, I don't know if you know, but as Cuba has a, well, the U.S. and Cuba can't do business because the embargo agreement. Correct. Right. The communism, the whole nine, they're they're obviously not allowed to leave the island to come to the U.S. Um, In your situation, though, what called you? What specifically in Cuba said, I want to help Cuban people? Okay, so we have to take it back a little bit further. (laughs) I got to rewind it back a little bit Because there's a passion in there. Yeah, so, okay, so... Without going into so many details, when I was younger, I come from a single family uh, home. My mom, it was just my mom and me and my brother. Mm-hmm. So my mom um, took on a responsibility as mom and dad. Even my, my dad was around, but he wasn't in the house. So, mm-hmm. But anyway, so I got to a point. So I got tired of watching my mom struggle mm-hmm. and, and do everything. You know, she'll come home at night and cry and and couldn't maintain everything how I need to be. So one summer, I, I got on the bike, me and another friend, and, and we I started going in different places, looking for jobs, going mm-hmm. in and out. They running me out. Kid, you too young. Get out of here. No, you can't do this. You can't do that. And they showing me it's out. It's child labor here. laws. Yeah, you know. <laughs> what is this? But anyway, I came up to one restaurant uh, called the Hobana Cafe. It was a, I walk in there. And I, I see, like, you know, white lady in there, and it's a nice place, see a white lady at the counter. Now I go up to her, I say, hey, are you, you guys hiring? And then she was like, yeah, but she was like, how old are you? It's like, I'm 16. But really, I was only <laughs> 14. Think, yeah, 14, you know what I mean? And then she was like, are you telling the truth? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And she was just like, are you really? I was like... Okay, I'm 14, but I really need a job. Please, I got to help my mom. So she was like, okay, look, let me go talk to my husband. So she go back, go on. She go get him. And at the time, Dave is his name. And then Joe was the lady I was talking to. But we'll talk more as we get into the story. But anyway, he came back and said, okay, all right, kid, you hired. Or whatever. So I'm like, okay, woo, I got a job. She was like, Back was, in the day, that's how this happened. Man, yeah. You could get a job man, by can, walking in and talking to the owner or a manager of a man, place. Man, that's, I'm, you know, I'm still stuck in that mindset. Right? <laughs> I feel like that's the, the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that is because you get to know who you're working for and you can quickly pick up on I'm certain things. I'm interviewing days. you. You're not interviewing me. You want me. Yeah. You already want me. I'm here to find what? out if I feel like investing some time in what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. But it turned out to be a good situation. They told me to come back. They said, come back uh, at, at 5 o'clock. So, I mean, I ran home. I mean, I got on my bike, and I, and I, me and my friend, well, my friend, he didn't come in because he he he, he gave up. He uh, said, man, I, I'm so sick and tired of going in. They ain't going to give us a job. But me, I was, Man, he could be in that chair. Man, he could be. <laughs> He could have uh, been. What for, you never know the he smallest decision. He could have. He could have been. And I seen him a couple months back too. When we we talked about that, we laughed about that or whatever. But anyway, I, I remember speeding home and I, I put on my best clothes, my best my my best clothes, all nice and neat and everything. And I come back and I was the, the job that gave me was a, was a bus boy. You know anything about busting tables, man? You put dishes in, in that kitchens, tub, yeah. And so you know your nice clothes man, my, look like man. At the end of the night, <laughs> that nice clothes might as well go in the garbage because that's what it was, man. I had you smelled like everything, oh, man, and food and 
and and and and, and just all type of stuff over my clothes. But anyway, Joe, the lady that I was working for, she's Cuban. Mm. Her husband Dave is 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 white American. Mm-hmm. To make a long story short, Joe, right? It's it's like I say, it's Cuban, and she had a a connection down in Cuba. I'm trying to think how to put everything. Okay, Take your time, so man. so okay, so Joe, mm-hmm. she had a connection here, but that connection had a connection down in Cuba. Okay, but they came to her looking for some help. Okay, so they were running a a form of a way of getting people out of the country. There were two different entities that were. I don't even want to shuttling people back and forth. Well, kind I don't of even. Thing, I don't necessarily. I don't even really want to say that because it started off. Joe is the type of person, a real nice lady, very... Does it make her not nice to yeah, help people get out of a country? Yeah, I know, right? It makes <laughs> her more nice. <laughs> yeah, working for her for all these years, and she did a lot for me over the years. Did a lot. I'm talking about... I grew Sounds up like in another family. Man, I call her, I call her uh, Aunt Joe. That's why I call her Aunt Joe. That's why I call her that. But it started out as a thing, how can I help? That's how I started. I don't know all the back end stuff with her and the connect, but I eventually went off, went out to college, did my own thing, military, and then cop thing. And she approached me. I was still a cop. And the conversation went in terms of, hey, uh, I got a, I need your help. I got a kid I want to help get out of Cuba. And I need you to go to Cuba and get them. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I did is I just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, what what else do you do? Like yeah. nobody comes up with like, yeah. Yo, can you get yeah. Elian Gonzalez for me, man? Please? I'm- <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not what you think yeah. you're gonna have with your coffee in the morning. <laughs> man, I was I was just thinking like, man, she really has gone mad. <laughs> What has happened to you, lady? Are you feeling well, man? <laughs> Especially the way you described her. So this went like this is like a Breaking Bad switch, man. One, mil- one minute Walter White, the next minute standing there like we're gonna do some shit. Yeah, <laughs> man. It, but at the same time, you know, I, it's hard for me to tell Joe no because all the stuff that she has done for me over the years. So even though she got some broad, crazy idea. In my mind, I'm laughing, but I am entertaining the thought, like, how could we get this done? Really? But in my mind, I'm thinking, like, man, I can't get close to the island, man. They're going to have me <laughs> in prison or killed. <laughs> I don't even know how this happens. Yeah. So, like, there's a million ways to get out of Cuba, apparently, um, but they're all not easy. No, man, I'm telling you, man, it's not. It's not because the the, the dynamics of the country. A lot of people can't even get passports. So it's so weird. Yeah, if you're not like an athlete or an athlete that's on a Cuban national team where you can travel and lead a country, man, nine, nine times out of ten, you, it's, it's like it's being not born in a penal colony. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. How does that even happen? Man, I... by the cosmic roll of the dice, you land on a piece of land yeah. that does not allow you to go 150 miles to the east. 
Yeah. You or North or wherever Cuba's at. It's down there somewhere. Yeah. Looks like, <laughs> looks like it's, it's hanging underneath Florida. Yeah. Somewhat out there. It's so weird. You know, yeah. when I hear about people having to go through so many things to get to where we are, it makes me grateful for what I have here. Yeah. Um, to be in this country is such an honor for the simple fact that you've been given a ride on the rock with the easiest situation. Yeah. People do not realize that, you know, having one TV is not poor. I know. I know. (laughs) There are so many people around the globe that are in so much different a society or a socioeconomic status. It's mind boggling the difference in what one country can have versus another. Yeah. And you only get it by where you're born. Yeah. That bugs me. Yeah. I don't like the fact that someone is trapped. That's the last thing I ever want in my life. Like (laughs) to feel like I'm being told I can't be a human on the rock. Yeah. Is, is very demoralizing, degrading. I, I can only imagine wanting to get out of there so bad, not for anything, but to be yourself. Yeah. 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 Just to be you. Expression. Yeah. See, there, the biggest thing is there's no opportunities. And cut off. Because there's there's no opportunities. That's why a lot of Cuban athletes, if they want to be professional players in their respective sports, then they have to defect in a third world country. Meaning that, mm. for example, if Team Cuba let's say baseball team was traveling to Mexico, right? Right. Then that's the, that's the time where they have to then defect and leave the team. Declare, that'd like, be, seek asylum or whatever. Yes, yeah. that'd be their time, their shot of at freedom. I've heard that, that the method with which people get to the U.S. from Cuba often is via another country yes. with a certain amount of time residence in that place before yep. they apply to come out to the year. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. doctors do that a lot. Yeah. Um, the affluent that have the money to go from country to country to do that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times, man, for your average Cuban citizen, I ain't talking about athlete. A lot of times what would happen is because some countries they can go to and they don't need a visa. They can just get on a plane and they can just go. Right? Interesting. So Ecuador was one of the countries back then where Cuban okay. that don't need a visa and they can just hop on a plane and go. And a lot of them was doing that. I'm talking about your average, everyday Joe Smo okay. that owns a, that, that's a school teacher or whatever in Cuba. They fly over there and they just wouldn't come back. And what they'll do is they'll border jump. So they'll go from border to border until they got to the USA. And then once they got to the U.S.-Mexican border, They'll say, hey, I'm seeking asylum. I'm Cuban. Here's my documents. And then uh, the U.S. say, hey, welcome in. Come on Could in. you imagine if every American that lived in this country had to go through that to get here to earn it? Man, a lot. You know how many people wouldn't be here? Man, a lot of people. Everybody- Look around this country. Imagine if they reinstated <laughs> something like that and said, in order to stay, 
You got to go through this trial in order to earn this. Man, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. The border of this country would just be people. It made me think about Moses. You know, it made me think about Moses. Everybody didn't make it to the promised land. No. Everybody didn't make it. It's, It's unfortunate that we live in a scenario as a being where there's division, again, just by where you live. Yeah. It yeah, doesn't yeah. make any sense. At the end of the day, though, you followed somebody who you believed in. Yeah. She came to you. I like to believe that we operate on a level where we pursue and form partnerships with those people that are the truest self. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like this, uh, that Joe was someone that lived very authentically day in and day out, was not wearing a mask when she dealt with people. Mm -hmm. And that's the people that we tend to trust and go out on a limb for. Yeah. Faith. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, she showed me that when I was younger, just by the things and nature of things that she was doing for me. You know, because where I come from, I never really seen, especially somebody of the opposite color. Mm, no, but it's go, Florida. Go, go, go out on a limb and look out for me the way she did. You know, so it was, it was, it was different. It was different, and 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 a lot of stuff that Joe says and still say to this day. Sometimes I, I, I sit and scratch my head, but she really is a free spirited person, and <laughs> she's gonna tell you what. What, what she thinks, and you may not like it, but she gonna say it. But see, that's <laughs> honestly the, the best way to do things. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody yeah. is left questioning what your intentions were. Yeah. There's not a ambiguity or vagueness yeah. to what it is yeah. that you're saying where it's like, maybe they meant that. Should I worry about it later? Mm-hmm. Do I have to worry about what they think about me because they left me hanging on something? Because mm-hmm. that's what humans do. They like to make you have to think about it when they walk away. But someone who's being authentic never has to remember who they were. Exactly. Very true. Mark it. Just say what you want to say. That's it. Leave it there. Walk off. Yeah. And you don't have to remember you if you say that's what that's what it was. Yeah. 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 And that's this. And that's exactly how she is. She, she's that, that way. So that way. walk me through what it's like when you embark on this journey to help one of these young men. Do you go there, like fly in? Were you doing this via water or going to a third world country and bringing them back from there? I'm going to put it like this. <clears throat> when you're doing something of this nature, you may not want to reveal some of this as well. Yeah. But when you're doing something of this nature, going back to what I was saying, like, there is no plan B. It's mm. only plan A. So if something happened, man, that's it. Ain't nobody coming to rescue you. Mm. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's the mindset. So, again, the mindset is, going back to the military again, paying attention Paying attention to details mm. in, in, this, in this whole process. Mm-hmm. It can be from things like, okay, the team takes a break every day at 1 o'clock. And they get finished at 1.30. That's the time they're supposed to get finished. Mm. 
was threading needles. Yeah, but I found a chink in the armor. They seemed to go five minutes over every other day. And what was the food? <laughs> I wish I could tell you that. Yeah, you know that's what, that, that, that's what keeps people on, on that yeah. day and that day. There was something that was being served or there was a special yeah. item. Yeah. So, but, you know, so, so what I'm getting down to is you, you have to find that, find that edge. Find a chink in the armor and mm -hmm. use it and you play that. It could be something small mm -hmm. or it can be something big. But whatever it is, it's going to play a part in this whole process of being able to get the athlete. You understand? Um, 100%. It, that, that, it can be even a, a, a time factor, you know? Because this thing is time sensitive. When you put your hand on the athlete, you may only have five minutes before, hey, such and such is missing. Man, they finna call in the army. They finna, they calling everybody. Who's snitching? Man, listen. Like, wait, here's my okay, thing, man. I'm we all work it out together. Everybody <laughs> wants to be in the U.S. Oh, nobody want to be on this confounded team here. Who's yeah. snitching? Haters. Yeah. Haters. Son so, of a bitch, if you tell on me when yeah. I'm running to the ocean, <laughs> I'm pissed. So, look, I'm going to put you in the mindset of, <laughs> I'm going to paint the picture for you, right? You make this whole plan. You do all the stuff. You do everything you need to do. Boom. And it's just an example. You go in and you just disappear, LeBron James. You. Okay. Now it just got a little more clear. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy isn't the butcher or the yeah. guy working on yeah. this is this is like a an icon to the country. Yeah. Okay. That's it. So you ain't really it's not like that all the time, but some of the times it be on that, on that, on that level. Like that. Not every time, but that's... You know, somebody, somebody <laughs> has Nike yeah. swooning them from the beginning <laughs> when they're like 13. We know yeah. that kid. Yeah. yeah, That kid is the one that's hitting baseballs yeah. off the island. Yeah. And, and I want to make something clear. This is not, this is not human trafficking. No. This is not. Because see, people think... I, See, I welcome somebody yeah, to try to make this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people get it in their mind like they're not. Man, this, you're this not human them against their will. Exactly. These are people that want <laughs> to leave. They willingly want <laughs> to leave. So let's, I just want to just put that out there. I do like the idea of a country <laughs> going. You know what? We like all these athletes, so we're just going to steal them and yeah. make them American. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but there are people that will go to that link, yeah. Or they'll maybe even say, "Oh, they're being brainwashed," yeah, or something yeah, like that. Man. There's so many ways to manipulate shame and guilt. Man. I could only imagine if I were leaving my family, yeah. my friends, my culture. That leap of faith to believe in yourself and that next level has got to be above anything else they've ever done in their lives. Yeah, you know, the, the athletes definitely, you know, go through a, a, a mental status and a mental, <clears throat> in that in that process. And, but I think at the end of the day, they got to look at not where they're at, but a future and where they're trying to go. Because if they, if they can get from point A to point B and then go to C, then they can, then it's a better, bright, brighter future for them and their family. So... Yeah, all that stuff is tough. They go through a lot mentally. It's it's hard. You have to 
almost disconnect yourself yeah. from yeah. that side where you're feeling the depression yeah. of thinking about the past yeah. and dwelling in what you don't have, kind of like the dog's leg, right? Yeah. Yep. It, it can't be a factor if your ultimate goal is to bring everybody back together. Yes. You can't yeah. sit there and reminisce like you're having flashbacks on the A-team, mm -hmm. you know, or some shit like that. It's got to be now, yeah. next step, next step. That's how next it is, step. yeah. Is like that. I don't know why it never occurred to me when I was younger, but you can do anything. Yeah. It's just a matter of action with true intent and passion. You sit there and repeat it. You're an amazing being. It's gonna fucking happen. Yeah. Now, whether or not you're happy, that's a whole different story because you've got to pick the one, or not even pick the one, the one you're most naturally inclined to do and repeat that one. Yeah. You repeat that one and you win the prize. Yeah. You yep. win the prize and getting to look around at the now. Yeah. I sense uh, in something like that and the level of anything and, and, and how I at least process things and get through stuff in life is it's, 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 it's three levels. The first level is you draw your line in the sand, which means that you stand for a cause. You mm. stand for something. You know, you're not backing down. This is it. And then the second step is you're going to bite down because in this process of standing for something, it may hurt and may cause a level of, of pain that Discomfort, you have yeah. to deal with. But you got to remember what you're doing is for and what it's about, right? Mm. And the third step is you're going to push. You're going to fight like hell for the cause that you drew your line in the sand for. And you, you're going to push and you're going to push until it, it gets done. And you're going to go through whatever you got to go through no matter what to achieve the goal. And then I said three, but the fourth step is, I like to say, now because I achieved steps one through three, I'm on four, which means I got fire in my blood and I'm really motivated because I, I went through all that. And because I went through all that, I'm a stronger and I'm a better human being. Five, I know I said three, four, five, I'm ready, I'm ready to repeat all the steps because I got to go to another level. Repeating the steps is fun. Yeah. Once you're going for what you love, yeah. those steps become something that you don't even recognize anymore. Mm -hmm. They're just part of the process to do what you love the most. That's it. Right? There's, That's it. there's a time like developing the show, learning music, that kind of stuff. People are like, well, that's hard. You really had to do that for a long time. How did you get to this, you know, be able to, you know, speak this way or edit this way or mm -hmm. provide this type of, you know, creativity? And my answer is, I just do it. Yeah. I just get up like a Nike commercial every day, sit down and just do it. Not because anything but the fact that I feel a burn that I never felt before, not even in the military, not even at my, the height of my careers, you know, working for the largest consulting firms in the world, you know, getting that almighty dollar, all those things doesn't fucking matter. It's a false high every single time. 
moment you sat me in front of that mic and in front of the keyboard or anything else that I'm working on to create music, different world. You have to come in here with a crowbar to pry me off of it. (laughs) And not for me being like, I just need to do it. It's because I don't even know that I'm still there doing it. Yeah, it don't feel like work. No. It feel like work. I'll sprint into the studio if I could. Yeah. Like every single time. And I'd like to think that once you found your calling, this became your passion. Yeah, because, you know, I felt like... <clears throat> and I had my moments where I felt like I was doing something really good. Like I was saving the world. Here I am. I'm doing something good. You know what I mean? I'm doing something that's different. No, it's definitely different. And I'm just a, a poor kid from South St. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust me. And black kid at that. And 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 here I am in in Latin countries. Never, I would have never thought in a million years that I would be doing something of nature ever. But that's because you embrace change. When those junctures hit your life, you have a choice. It's almost like remaining a victim. You have a choice at those junctures as to whether or not you're going to go off on the next path that's been given to you. Do you remember those books back in school that were called Choose Your Own Adventure books? Yeah, I remember those. I used to cheat all the time. That's a whole other story. You're like, like, no, I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) But life is a Choose Your Own Adventure book. Yeah. Yeah, You can go backwards and sit yeah. there and be okay at that last decision and save. Yeah. Or you can test it. Yeah. You can go that extra step. And you don't, here's the reality, you don't have to stay in that one either. Yeah, yeah. You can go on no. to the next. That's, yeah. And on to the next. next. Yeah. Because what you start to realize is that those are all dots getting you to where you're going and you require each and every one of them to get there. Yeah. I'm not helping people with their lives when I'm 25 years old. I'm not even helping my own self. Yeah. I know shit about shit. My morals are all effed up. I'm a I'm just out of control. I grew up poor as shit, yeah. white trash Florida with nothing to my name. Of course I'm a fuck up. You know, the military, everybody's like, did you join to save your country? Were you patriotic? Fuck no. They joined to get the hell out of where I was. I learned patriotism. Yeah. No, I, I think, you know, too, um, when you, because now more people starting to find out what I actually did. People, some people can't wrap their head around it. They don't quite understand, you know, what I was doing for the past ten years. But I, I, I like to wrap it up and just say something of I was just helping people. I'm not a mercenary. I'm not. If I can give my a, a right, correct word, and this may not even be the right word, mm-hmm. I feel more of a liberator mm. anything. On a smaller scale, nah. no, <laughs> no, no, smaller no, scale. no, 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 you're not freeing countries, I get it. Yeah, I'm not, but, <laughs> but you are freeing hearts, yeah. souls, giving minds. Giving people opportunities and chances. Lineage. Yeah. You're actually giving a family name the opportunity to make its own, you know, its own legacy. Yeah, yeah. Without being forced. Yeah. That's huge in the liberation. Yeah. yeah. That's huge liberation. Yeah. So yeah. don't discredit yourself. Nah. It may not be, you're not, you're not Moses, you know, nah, parting the Red Sea. But, but you're, you're parting somebody's Red Sea. Yeah. 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 And you are somebody's Moses yeah. at that moment. Mm-hmm. 
right? And mm-hmm. it's a matter of understanding or embracing the fact that we're supposed to be that kind of human. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The moment you start to give back, the moment that you start to live your true self, all that shit is gone. Yeah. You become the best human that you can be. You attract the right people. You change your stars. Yeah. We're supposed to be loving human beings. And I think that we're changing. As a society, I think it's a pendulum. I think it's gone all the way to one direction and it's getting ready to fall back. And it's up to our generation um, to help these extremely empathetic younger generation because we see it. They're just mm-hmm. misguided as shit. It's like all <laughs> over the place, right? Yeah, yeah. But showing them not through simply telling them shit, Mm-hmm. And what they're supposed to do. That was our parents. They, they do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we don't have that advantage anymore because the camera's on. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Right? Everybody the camera's watches. on. So what do we have to become? Same thing I say in every fucking episode. You got to be a lighthouse. Yeah. Right? Lighthouse doesn't look for praise. Lighthouse doesn't do anything but be a lighthouse. Yeah. yeah. Show other people that they have the same capability. You can sit there and be something and accomplish something just by being yourself. Yeah. People will follow you. Like I said earlier, don't try to sell me something. Mm -hmm. If you try to sell me something, you don't believe in it. That's true. Just use something in front of me. Do whatever the process is. Mm -hmm. Give me the example and let me follow you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll make that decision. Mm -hmm. Right? So I think that you are a person that is giving people someone to follow. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're dragging people out of places, yeah. not rescuing people. You're there giving them another human they can trust and follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a world that has no trust. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, I don't know if there's like a market for stealing people en route to Florida to play sports. <laughs> <laughs> there's no like counter team, yeah. right? Yeah. Like Brazil's not out there trying to snag themselves yeah. a boxer <laughs> in between Kim <laughs> <laughs> and Mexico. I mean, that would... you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're giving these people the the humanity they deserve. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate you. I see you. And um, I want to give you a chance to tell people where they can find you um, and what kind of uh, things they can expect coming up. Uh, and, uh, you're welcome back. Oh, you've got yeah. Some thanks. Stuff I we're definitely discuss. appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> definitely appreciate it. I just it, want to give you a chance. We're rolling up on an hour. I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am on Facebook. It's just my regular name, Billy Henderson. Hey. I don't know if that'll change, but for now, that's what it is. You can find me there. Uh, I do have an Instagram. I am Billy Flex. Uh, I had a Twitter, but I ain't. So those two platforms. <laughs> Twitter's kind of like, I don't know. I feel like it's the dumpster of social, <laughs> social media. media. <laughs> like, all this shit that's in there. People are just angry. There's yeah. always some. 
I can't handle that. Social media, I got to take in small doses. Yeah, a little bit I, here, a little bit there. I, the only time I go into comment threads is if I just want to see people say ridiculous stuff about <laughs> so something. You laugh. Yeah. So I can laugh. Yeah. I'm not in there for like stirring no shit up. I want to see where my comedians are at. Where's my people? Because I know what I'm thinking when I see yes. this. Anybody else in here see this? Scroll, 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 yeah. scroll, scroll, scroll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And no, if I text you and ask what's up, I'm probably on the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. that's where I connect with my oh, friends. Oh man, that's that's too funny. You still write about that? I do the same thing. The school and I look at the comments. I'm like, oh god, he's seen what no, I seen. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I leave. I don't comment on nothing. Yeah. I don't even like it. I don't, I'm not, just here for the comments. Yep, yeah. I'm just here taking it in. I might as well have popcorn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Watch this happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing probably about social media. Oh, my God, That's dude. the best thing. It really yeah. is. People watching. Yeah. I think you get that with mindfulness, meditation, or whatever your practice is, gym. Yeah. It gives you that, that solitude with your mind. I'm telling you. Once you have that, yeah. you can laugh like hell at humanity without being mean. For real. You can just laugh. Like, you're really doing that? We do that? Like, as a group of people, we're yeah. all doing that? That's pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. stupid. <laughs> like, it's pretty stupid. I always use, like, the uh, the impossible whopper. Okay, the yeah. The impossible yeah. whopper. <laughs> I go through this scenario in my head, right? And I'll use this for the fact that we're all doing nonsense for nonsense, right? <laughs> yeah. Just because we're here, right? We don't know why we're here, so we're just making shit up as we go. Mm-hmm. So imagine there's this dude in a lab at Burger King, Inc. or whatever. Okay. Right? And they've come to him. Excuse me, Harvey. Harvey, you need to make this salad smell like beef. It's got to taste like (laughs) beef. Right? (laughs) Fucking Harvey is there working his ass off till like 1 a.m. He's sniffing test tubes. He's like fucking romaine. Still doesn't smell like beef. Fighting, you know, he's coming home late every night. His wife is divorcing him because he's putting in all this time. The boss is on top of him because he can't get this chemical smell enough. It smells too much like urethane or some shit, right? He's going through all this stuff. He's fucking breaking down. Why do I even have a divorce? Kid does it. All to make a fucking salad smell like a cow. (laughs) Tell me we're not fucked in the head as humans. Like, why is this a thing? I'm not saying that those aren't careers and what we've created and this isn't a reality. And Harvey, you're a great dude. You know, rock on with your salad tainting self or whatever it is you're doing. (laughs) But... Can't we recognize as a species that someone's bio survivability tickets to pay for their food for their family is coming from sniffing shit and making it smell like something it's not? Man, you got a good point. What is that? Wow. No other creature on the planet doing some crazy <laughs> shit like this. Yeah. We're just making it up as we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You got a good point, though, for real, man. You really got a good point, man. Wow. Yeah. Bro, but yeah. I appreciate you so much, yeah. man. Yeah. You're yeah. you're a well-rounded dude. You have such yeah. a path that I think people are going to really love hearing about. Yeah. I mean, to come from South Florida as a young black man, mm-hmm. young black child going yeah. into the workforce, finding his way through that, because people don't realize what Florida actually is. Florida is Southern Alabama with a nice beach coast. There you go. Yeah. The rest of it is it's bigotry through and through. Mm-hmm. It's not the environment that uh, people think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So being able to just navigate that and have the wherewithal to identify the people that you come across as valuable, mm-hmm. right? Because yep. we pass by people in our lives. Yeah. We don't realize those implicit bias. Maybe you were told that day or came into contact with another person that was that looked white that actually turned their nose up at you. Yeah. Maybe you don't walk in that door like your buddy. Mm-hmm. Maybe he saw a woman that looked similar to that earlier in his life that gave him a cold shoulder and he said, no, nah, man, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Right? So having that ability to recognize value and opportunity for betterness, for change, is something that most people don't have the wherewithal to do. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you for recognizing these opportunities. And there and again, we live by intuition. Yeah. We make the most impact. Yeah, I'm like sure if you can't, any of those guys, of women, men, whoever they are, mm-hmm. I'm sure they would say they will always remember the extractor. Yeah. <laughs> I hope at least. Some kind there of is way. no way they won't. How <laughs> yeah. could they not? Yeah. To know that you <laughs> occupy the mind and heart of another person at such a pivotal place in life has got to feel so fucking good. <laughs> I try to. You know, you deserve it. it yeah. <laughs> you deserve it, though. Yeah, we don't yeah. tell each other enough what yeah. we do right. We always want to point out what we do wrong. That's true. So uh, people are always negative first before they Fuck, give a positive. They're going to give you negative before they can give you a, a positive. I That's started first. turning down services at my door. If you come to my door and you've yeah. already got stink face, yeah. Just, Same. just, you no, know, we'll, we'll, can you just, we'll, we'll deal with someone else. Yeah. Another day, I'll make another appointment, whatever it is. You're not in the right place. Maybe it's even you that comes back. Yeah. It's not going to happen today and not in my house. Mm-hmm. Because this is my sanctuary. Yeah. Right? And that also applies to the inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? This is my sanctuary. This is my mind. Nobody belongs there unless I allow them to be. Everybody can get in. Right? Yeah. And just remember that. Dude, nobody should be rent-free in your head, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, right? And then also remember that when you speak to yourself, right? If you had a roommate in your mind, would you speak to that roommate the way you speak to yourself? Absolutely not. Self-loathing guilt-ridden, shameful things that we tell ourselves in the mirror every single day. Mm -hmm. We would never say to another person. Or would you say it if there was a camera present? (laughs) No, you shouldn't say it. (laughs) Some people, you'd be surprised what come out of people's mouths. No, I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Some people, man, they just negative people. If you wouldn't say it to that person, then why would you say it to yourself? Very true. Simple as that. Very true. If you're Very not true. willing to do it to your roommate, then why would you do it to yourself? Exactly. And you can't expect anybody to love you if you don't even think you're worth loving. Very true. All right. Very, that's true. my one to grow on for the day. <laughs> that's pretty good, I must say. That's good. Billy, man, good. I can't thank you enough. I owe Caroline like dinner and some other things and pay raise. And, <laughs> I, know, I didn't say that. Nope, no pay raise. Pay raise, <laughs> Caroline, for you. You ain't here, though, but <laughs> you ain't here. She's doing some real work <laughs> <Yeah>. today. <laughs> We're playing radio. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, Gary wasn't here, but yeah, we'll no, definitely uh, make this happen next time around. Yeah, he flies in a lot, so we'll okay. we'll probably have some uh, episodes 
episodes that we're recording here in studio. Definitely okay. have you come back. Yeah. Um, Billy, I appreciate you. Remember, everybody, be cool and keep learning. All right.